What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of Ravens Online on Gatekeeper. I apologize for the delay. We had some tech Negro code difficulties that I thought were going to be fixed, but they're not. But regardless, let's get this party started. Uh, once again, I have been sequestered to uh, do a little quick stream on the events of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, some things that's happened this week discuss that for a little bit, give my comments, thoughts, concerns, find out what y'all think about everything that's going on. You know, maybe maybe have a little cathartic talk, get past some of these frustrations, some of the things that we have going on. But first things first, let's jump in here and see who we got in the chat. Of course, as always, we got my man Dave on. What's going on? Well, 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 what do we have here? Yes. Yes. They they got me to live stream once again. I think this is like my sixth one this week. I'm not built for this. I'm not built for this at all. Oh, yes. The merch. Yeah. Like, if you like the shirt, you know, down below. Down below, just go to the merch store. You can get a sweatshirt just like this. I got other designs. You know, check it out if you like it. If not, it is what it is. Also, we got my man Ferris Muthana up in here. <laughs> yes, the background. I don't know how they got up there. You know, I, I think my executive producer kind of slid it in on me. You know, the the Rashad Bateman. Eh, it is what it is. What's going on, Barry? Thank you for joining us in this stream. Huh. So, where do we begin? Where do we begin? Uh I think we'll begin with a, uh, oh, okay. Well, one second, please. We are finally, I think we've gotten things together and straight. Um, for y'all that don't know, LBHT crew, we roll as a unit, you know, we support each other, we help each other out. And I would just like to bring my man on. Y'all don't see much of him, but I, I would like to introduce my man, Dave Sean. What's going on, bro? What's good, bro, man? I'm sorry I'm late, man. <laughs> I was real off rushing back in to get in on time, but, you know. It's all good. It's all good. How you doing hey, today? I'm cooling, man. You know what I'm saying? Getting stuff done. You know what I mean? How you doing, bro? You know, I'm chilling. You know, I'm here doing this live stream, so I can't be doing too well. <laughs> but, you know, we got you got to get the people what they want if they want it. Okay. Uh, we got uh, Yolanda B in the house. Good evening, doing? gentlemen. Yes, this is such a nice surprise. I don't know how this came about. Huh. Got my man, Mr. Galloway, in here. What's going on? Listen, coming soon. If y'all don't know, if you're a fan of hip-hop, if you're just a fan of music in general, my man got a channel. Mr. Galloway, check him out on YouTube. He's got some things coming up. He's going to have a show coming out shortly. Um, I think recording starts this Tuesday. And maybe by next weekend, he'll have something else. So make sure y'all go over to Mr. Galloway and support him. Please. Appreciate y'all. We got Griff in the house. What's up, guys? All right. Now let's jump into, let's jump into this because I'm not trying to be here all night. Basketball's <laughs> on. It's Friday that. night. Some of us got to work in the morning. All right. So. Hey, not me. <laughs> yeah. So well, lucky, let's get lucky, into it, bro. Lucky, lucky you. First topic we're going to discuss is Roquan Smith. Um, the Roquan Smith trades was the only trade that the Baltimore Ravens made before the trade deadline. Um, let me know 
what you feel about this trade and what do you think it means for the rest of for the team or the future of the team going forward? So I'm somebody who can always look at two sides of a coin, like there's silver lines and everything. I think two things can be true at the same time. I know a lot of people were super upset because it seems like the Ravens, as usual, have their priorities mixed. But I think, like I said, two things can be true. Roquan Smith is a huge addition to this defense. Like, we can't act like we all wasn't talking super greasy about Patrick Queen, myself included, just a couple weeks ago. Thanks. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's a good signing. And I tweeted it out. Like, I talk as much crap about EDC as the next man, but – I mean, like, I got to give Dude his props. That was a major addition to the defense. And we can't act like, despite the fact that we've given Mike McDonald everything he's needed already before the Roquan Smith signing, or I mean, or the trade, um, they weren't getting it done. Like, Lamar's not out here blowing these leads. He's not out here letting two or throw six touchdown passes on his head. Like, that happens to your defense. So we obviously needed to get go with a, uh, with a boost there. So I understand it, but I still feel like, um, that people's feelings are justified in wanting a receiver as well. I feel like we're not going to miss these second-round picks that much. If you have to put up the same package just with different year picks or whatever for a Jerry Judy, go ahead and do it. I'm not going to miss that second-round pick that's going to turn into Bronson Kaufusi or <laughs> whoever. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Kamala Correa. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's not gonna it's not gonna matter or Courtney Upshaw like facts Sergio Kendall yes man listen it's a whole lot of misses we didn't had in that second round so facts. you know what I mean I think if we could have packaged a similar deal and also got Jerry Judy or even a Brandon Cooks who I still think you know can produce just wants to play on a contender mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying uh that would be that would be huge for us but as far as Roquan Smith goes I'm I'm genuinely happy about what him and another young fast linebacker like PQ can uh go out here and do together. I think Patrick Queen's game his is a lot of speed involved and Roquan Smith is the same way, but it's more so power, in my right. opinion. He's got more of a thump to him, whereas he's more of a secure tackler. And I think that secure tackling has been for years a major problem for this team. Like it it drives me insane the fact that we're paying these dudes all this money. They can't do the most basic thing in the sport of football, which is wrap somebody up and tackle. But okay. you go out and get the leading tackler in the NFL, I'm sure that's going to help with that problem. I'm certain of it. So Mike McDonald don't got no more excuses now, man. That's that's my biggest takeaway. He really didn't have any excuses before this because you gave him a $70 million safety. You drafted another safety with the 14th pick in the draft. You got a, a first and a second round pick on your edge, and when you know the second round pick comes back, you no know, Jabo, Oway hasn't been producing, but you still got him, Justin Houston. You went out and got Jason Pierre-Paul. Every time there's been a need on defense, you went out there and took care of it for you. So now, Mike McDonald or Boy Wonder, as I like to call him, don't got no more excuses. <laughs> right. Yep. And yeah, Agent E, that's a Jabo in the middle. Yeah, um, I feel like. You know, no, I don't think that really anyone can say this was a bad trade. No, like he up he he upgrades the middle of our defense, and not only like you said, does he have speed and he has power, but it's controlled speed, it's controlled power, which mm-hmm. uh, he who will not be named, he doesn't have. He'll say get his the, name, man. He'll say get his the, name. 
Patrick Queen will get there <laughs> in a heartbeat, but yeah. he'll show the tackle, he'll miss, he'll overrun plays. It's not control. He doesn't, I, I don't think he knows what he's doing because, you know, he played running back. He started running back in college, high school, college, and he transferred over. He you wasn't know, a starter at um, all his career in college. I think he became a starter like towards the early half of his senior year. Yes, somebody got injured and he went and stepped up and took that in. Now, for me, once again, this trade, it, it was a very good trade. Once again, we are solidifying the defense, fortifying everything on that side. We should have gotten a wide receiver. Like, right. Point blank. We needed a wide receiver before we traded Hollywood Brown. We knew he was out the door because we knew that we, we didn't want to pay him. So he that happened. Other guys that we thought were going to step up didn't step up. And, you know, Bateman got hurt. So they knew he was hurt. Even if he yeah. was going to be out four to yeah. six weeks per se, they knew they needed reinforcements to come in. But for me, when I asked, like I asked, what does this mean for the team going forward? In my opinion, it's going to be one of two things. And like you said, both things can be true. With this trade, Patrick Queen's not getting his fifth-year option. And I also think they may trade him after the season to recoup that draft pick because, you know, your boy loves draft picks. And we only, have, we only have five right now. Oh, my God. He's probably losing sleep over that, tossing and turning as we speak. But you know what? I want to say real quick as far as what it means for Patrick Queen. I think it could mean two things. It could absolutely mean that we're not picking up his fifth-year option, which I didn't think was going to happen, whether we had Roquan Smith, Josh Bonds, or hell, me and you out there, middle linebacker. They weren't picking up Patrick Queen's fifth-year option. But I do think that there's a chance that if he's willing to swallow a bit of his pride and not try to go out there and change the linebacker market and recognize where his value is and be smart about it if he's got a good team around him, you know what I'm saying? Him and Roquan Smith as a duo could be extremely lethal. And I think that could, you know what I'm saying? Because no other team is really going to break the bank on Patrick Queen. Like, he hasn't done anything. I think he just got his first career interception this year. Like, he hasn't done anything out of, the, like, not trying to diss dude. I'm not trying to say anything negative about dude. I'm not trying to act like I hate the man personally. It's not, I'm just saying he hasn't done anything to really wow somebody to want to give him that kind of contract. He's not even as good as C.J. Mosley was for us. So I don't think even a desperate team like the Jets would what's be up, willing to uh, – Yo, what's good, Brody? Uh But, yeah, I don't even think a desperate team like the Jets would uh, go after a team – a guy like Patrick Queen and break the bank on him. So I think if he wants to take less as an off-ball linebacker – um, that could potentially be an option. I'll tell you one thing. I would rather be paying him – you know, $6 million a year to Nick Boyle. Like, as bad as <laughs> – bro, like, we got to – if we're going to talk about, like, what it means for dudes' contracts, I think – hello. I think the first thing, that when you talk about contracts, Nick Boyle needs to go. $6 million against the cap every year. And I hate to, like, trying to take it to left field. But, you know what I'm saying? If we're able to really open some cap space and cut ties with some useless, like, ends and some loose ends – Right. Like, Patrick Queen can realistically stay. He would just have to take less than I think he was anticipating because he hasn't realistically lived up to his uh, first-round pick status. But more than likely, you are right. They're not going to keep pick up his fifth-year option. They could, like you said, trade him to try to renege that uh, or recoup on that um, draft pick. I don't even mm -hmm. think they're going to get a second-round pick for him. If you got a second for Roquan Smith, you're certainly not getting a second for Patrick Queen. So I think they might have to settle on, like, a third – 
maybe a couple of fourths if they try to package it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think Patrick Queen's best bet, honestly, would try to be to take money as an off-ball linebacker and just you know stay as a duo with Roquan Smith. I think that would be the best for his career. I I don't think it would be for one. I mean, yes, granted. He knows the system. He knows the people. He knows the area. Because he's not a true Mike, you know. Of course not. You know, we we love taking players and putting them out of position, and then mm. wondering why they don't live up to their potential. But for Patrick so Queen, stupid. for Patrick Queen, I think he tests the market. For one, he feels disrespected. You know, once a player feels disrespected, they want to go. Second of all, you didn't pick up my fifth year option. That's telling me you don't believe in me. I don't want to be somewhere where they don't believe in me. Third, there's going to be a team like the Baltimore Ravens North, aka the New York Jets, that will overpay. Now it may not, it may not set the market for him. Yes. Yeah. Joe Douglas. They love former even before Joe Douglas got there, they love taking former Ravens. Like they love bringing them up in the They did sign uh Patrick Owasso too. Yes. Hey, oh, uh, you got Wink up in up with the Giants. And we know PQ's a blitzer. We know right. he's a blitzer. So they'll take him. So he'll, he'll probably take his money and run. But also for me, one of the other ramifications that I believe, now don't get mad and start yelling at me in the chat. One of the ramifications <laughs> I believe is the Ravens are now stacking up on defense because they're trying to get back to the 2000 Ravens because they know for a fact Lamar is gone. They know in their heart of hearts, if they franchise tag him, he's going to be out. So mm. I think that's why they went out and got Roquan Smith because, listen, they could have got him in, during training camp. Roquan told the Bears, I don't want to be here. He was linked to us. We could have traded that second round back then. We knew mm-hmm. we had we knew we knew had hurt people. We knew PQ wasn't it. We knew Josh Bonds was in his 42nd year. Josh Bonds is a corpse out there, man. And I got to give dude all his props. But, man, got me jacked up if I'm going to be out there looking like him at his age, running around right. attacking somebody. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, Keelan? He's like, did you watch that Lamar interview on Rich Eisen show? Sounds like he knows he's out of here and doesn't care about leaving. Oh, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that later. Hey, and, and as far as Lamar, and like, if we're staying on the topic of like ramifications, like on, I know everybody's like first instinct is, is this an either or thing, right? Uh, do we sign either or one or the other, Lamar or Roquan? I'm doing the math myself. And by no means was I a math major in college. <laughs> Never got higher than a C after 10th grade in math. But based on these numbers, if we cut ties with Nick Boyle, Chuck Clark, mm-hmm. Patrick Ricard, and I believe one other name I'm missing, but those three especially, Nick Boyle, Patrick Ricard, and Chuck Clark, if those three names are no longer on the team anymore, then – we open up another 20 something million dollars almost close to, and it puts our cap number closer to 60 because we're already at like 39 going into next year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If that opens it, if that opens us up closer to 60, now we have room potentially to sign Lamar and Roquan to the type of deals that they're looking for. Because one thing that I've heard that was interesting about Roquan Smith as a middle linebacker. Um, even as an off-ball, there's no middle linebackers making more than $20 million a year. They're not even paid like wide receivers are. So even though he wants to be paid properly and accordingly, you don't necessarily have to break the bank the way you would on necessarily a big-time wide receiver. 
which I know the Ravens have been avoiding, like, the plague for some reason. Thanks. But I think the order of operations needs to go sign Lamar against all odds. Like, no matter what the deal is, no matter what he wants, give it to him. Like, that's always been my stance, and it's not going to change, especially considering he's going out there and working now without his number one receiver. And you've waited up until the very last minute to the point where you and everyone else are bidding for the remains of Odell Beckham. Like, it's just sad, man. The remains of Odell Beckham. Just like you went out there and signed the ashes of Deshaun Jackson. Wow. Like, it's like, and and Deshaun Jackson is one of my favorite all-time players. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We got the same first name. He's got the best first name ever. But, like, he's not going to – 15 more weeks of football, if that's what you're truly banking on for Deshaun Jackson, it's not going to happen, bro. It's Unless you're going to let him play every other game, I just don't see him having the health to at 35, 36 to be able to do that. So, But, yeah, man, you can absolutely sign both of these dudes. Like, it has to be sign Lamar first. That has to be priority number one because I even feel like it would be disrespectful to sign Roquan beforehand just because – it feel it makes it feel Lamar feel like he's not the priority, if anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. if you go into this offseason with priority number one being, listen, we're not going to get another deal done. We're not going to work another move until we get this guy what he wants. Then we'll let everything else work itself out. That has to be priority number one. But you can cut some pieces to afford them both. Yes, I totally agree. And, once, and another thing, uh, Alejandro Villanueva, his dead money comes off. I know we have less dead money for Derek Wolf for signing him to that extension. Um, but the cap goes up exponentially next year. Yeah, it does. And also, uh, <laughs> I appreciate uh, we, that. <laughs> we got a super chat. We got a $10 donation from Brodney. Hey, my man, thank you once again. It says, we need more Deshaun on the streams. Hey, number two. I'm <laughs> number two. No, I'm, I'm number two. First, oh, I mean, uh, Suge had a ranking of his favorite host. Oh, really? And OTR Mike, of course, we know OTR Mike. Shout out to him. That's Everybody his loves favorite. Mike. Everybody loves Mike. I'm second. Brodney's third. Ferris is fourth. And Jose <laughs> oh, is fifth. Oh, my God. Damn, no love for Jose? Jose, that's what, yeah, that's what we said. I thought Jose was number two. Man, I thought everybody loved Jose. Dang. But um, I definitely appreciate that, Brodney. Um, yeah, man, we can definitely afford to sign both of them. We're just going to have to cut some useless loose ends. You know what I'm saying? But you speak you speak upon this as if Lamar wants to resign, like that's oh, another, and that's, that's what I really meant to get after. So in terms of Lamar wanting to resign, right? Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily say he wants to leave. I think it'll be one of those situations where if we do franchise tag him, it'll be. I think the worst it'll probably get is it'll he'll hold out, let everybody know that his ass ain't playing around no more. And then the Ravens will finally buckle down and give him what he wants, probably sometime at the early or middle parts of training camp. I really do think that's the worst case scenario. I think it's more so a matter of he hasn't shown them that he's as serious about this shit as they he think they think he's bluffing and right. he's not gonna he hasn't really shown them that I'm not bluffing. Like I really, really, really am trying not to even have that thought in my mind of the Ravens letting the best offensive player to ever put on the uniform walk out of here because you didn't even want to give him as much guaranteed money as Kyler Murray. Right. Like, no way, bro. Like, I I can't fathom Eric DaCosta being that incompetent. 
I can, but I really don't want to. Like <laughs> maybe it's not all the costa. But see, I wanted to it's say not. This. I wanted to it's say not. this to the end, but I see we have to we have to jump into this right now. Hey, so. let's jump into it. If we bring up Brashada, you know I got a theory on that one. I can't wait to share that. Yeah, so listen, we're gonna be jumping to this Lamar situation. All right, listen. It may not all be on EDC. You know, I've spoken yeah. about it, others have spoken about it before mm-hmm. that the issue may be. Once again, you have this black man representing himself going up against a billionaire's ego. And he can't let him get, and, he, and he can't let him get the best of him. Plus, you have pressure from other owners like, bruh, you can't be doing this. We're not going to turn into the NBA. Like, that's not what we're going to do. So these are certain factors. Now, I'm going to play this clip. Hopefully, I don't get demonetized for this, but I'm going to play this clip. And we're going to we're going to discuss this. Did you ever have a conversation with Steve Bashad where you said, hey, look. You know, go in the Super Bowl and, and, and tell me to put the bag on the table and I'll do that. Did you have a conversation with the owner of the Ravens on that front at all? No, no, no I haven't. No, I haven't. And I, did you? I have a couple of, a couple of opinions on that, on that one it. soundbite. Go for it. First and foremost being, I don't even think that if Lamar did have that conversation that he would have told us. Like, I don't think he would have told us if he did have it. <laughs> like that's one of them type of things where you keep that in-house. We know Rich Eisen is like a he's a real charming dude, so he'll try to like, you know, pry a little uh information out of you, like passive right. aggressively, of course. Of but course. I don't think I think Lamar kind of sees through that. I think he's sort of like, listen, whatever conversations we have in terms of business, I'm keeping that in-house and you're not gonna coerce me into giving up some details. That's just how I personally feel. I think Lamar is one of them dudes who handles business like the old school way like you keep business behind closed doors and Mm -hmm. you lock the door so that's my first thought in terms of let's say he's telling the truth let's say they just flat out never had that conversation which is also extremely likely um i think this all comes down to steve brissati and i think this comes down to the type of owners you have and I've noticed there are several types of owners throughout the league, just like there's several types of coaches. You have some owners who priority number one, no matter what it costs, win. I need a effing ring. I need to go out there and get me a Super Bowl. Go out there and win. Whatever it costs, I don't care about the salary cap. I really don't care about these draft picks. Mm-hmm. Go out there and get what you need to win. You have some owners who aren't taking that approach. And people will say, well, it'll catch up with them in the long run. What has this gotten us in the long run? It has been well over a decade since that last Super Bowl. I was 13 years old when Joe Flacco hoisted that Lombardi trophy. I am now 23 years old and graduated (laughs) college since then, fam. Come on. We got to move on. And I think that it really does come down to Steve Brashadi being one of these owners who is more on the lines of let's just let's just get. You know what? You know what really told me all I needed to know about Eric DaCosta and Steve Brashadi? Because Eric DaCosta said it, but I know this was Steve Brashadi's doing when he said, I want to win every deal. That right there let me know that winning football games is not your number one priority. You know what I'm saying? Winning negotiations, getting guys as cheap as possible, that right. is priority number one. And I think that Steve Brissotti is the one echoing that because he's not step – even if he's not echoing it, even if he's not the one saying it, mm-hmm. they, they say in coaching, you're teaching it or you're allowing it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 
So he's he's on board with that either way. You're not prioritizing winning. You're prioritizing getting the cheapest deal done. And I really do think that's what's hindered this whole Lamar situation. And this, he's not going to let them uh, lowball him. He's just not. And he should. Thanks. Um, for me, listen, the Baltimore Ravens have won two Super Bowls in their existence. Some teams never won a Super Bowl at all. Now, I, at this point in time, think the Ravens really don't care about winning a Super Bowl. They care about winning culture. They care about being prevalent when you speak of them as it goes against other NFL teams. But mm-hmm. for me, the Baltimore Ravens are about profit. They're about making money, yeah. remaining profitable, because you can't tell me the moves that they're making are conducive of them going out and winning a Super Bowl. You can't no, be cheap for premium positions and pay for not so premium positions and say, oh, look, we're trying to do anything for Lamar. We're giving him everything. We, we taking this last shot to get the Super Bowl. We're going all in. But yet still, you have injured people coming into the season, and then you draft injured people, and you know that you have more injured people on the way. But let me jump into the Super Chat. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me jump into this, uh, <laughs> this sure. donation. I'm sorry. This donation right now. Sorry about that. All right. We got a donation from Noah Driscoll. Appreciate Noah. the $5 donation, Noah. He says, hey, what's up, Hendo? And what a surprise appearance by Deshaun. Hope all is well with you, young king. I'm still against the Roquan Smith trade, especially since we have a generational talent in number eight. And the fact he still ain't got no damn number one wide receiver. Shaking my head. But who's to say if they didn't trade for Roquan Smith, they did, they wouldn't have gone out there and just traded for another corner? Or nice. that they wouldn't have gone out there and just traded for another useless position that isn't wide receiver? Or just not traded at all? You know what Fact. I'm saying? Like... We cannot sit here and act like there wasn't a chance that if they didn't make that Roquan Smith trade, that the Ravens wouldn't have just sat on their hands and not done anything. Like, Truth. So that's why it. I say two things can be true. Thanks. We got another $5 donation from Noah. Appreciate you, brother. It says, also, I can't be mad at eight if he decides to walk. He said he'd win Baltimore Super Bowl, and he would have already done that had he had a better team and organization around him. Facts. The Ravens, John Harbaugh, and the front office – Failed him point blank, period. They failed him after that 2019 season. And I keep pointing back to that. Like, we're not by chalking that 2019 season up to just at the end, we just had a bad game and we just played bad when it mattered most. That we just got to come back out here and do it better. We've been hearing that excuse for years. years. Like, you don't get to rest on that type of mediocrity. There's no reason you should go 14 and 2, win 12 straight and lose to Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans in the divisional round, and there not be any major changes to your system or front office or staff or philosophy. Like, you can't act like that's going to happen again. So, I mean, and my whole thing is with the Ravens acting, like resting on these Super Bowls and resting on their, uh, whatchamacallit, their legacy or their uh, reputation Mm – Bro, do you realize we only have two Super Bowls? The Dallas Cowboys have how many? Yeah, but they, they have five. Wait a minute. They have five. San Francisco 49ers have how many? Six. New England Patriots have six, if I'm not mistaken. Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. Like, there are teams who actually get to rest on long yeah, stretches of mediocrity and long but- stretches of having bad seasons. But they've the also Ravens, been in existence. But they've also been in existence. Some of them since the twenties. 
Man, okay, I'll tell you this, right? We have two Super Bowl appearances, not just wins, appearances in franchise history. How many do the Los Angeles Rams have in the last four years? Facts, they have two. How many do the Kansas City Chiefs have in the last four years? They have two. Like, what's so special about ours? I'm not talking about you, bro, but I'm just saying it's like, we got these, we got these, you know, Twitter heads that like to police the fandom and think that if you criticize the front office that you anti-Ravens or they want to act like being a Lamar homer is a bad thing. Like, fam, you didn't fall in love with the Ravens because of Ozzie Newsome. You certainly didn't fall in love with him because of Brian Billick. Like, Ted much Broda. Like, come on, bro. You fought, fell in love with them because of the players on that field. Lamar Jackson is no different. Fans need to get off that moral high horse and start with the BS, bro. But for real, for real, um, in terms of the possibility of Lamar walking out of here, like I said, I don't even want to think about it, but I do have to be a realist and say that if the Ravens do call his bluff after a potential holdout in camp next year, because I do think he'll hold out if we franchise tag him, I do think that would be it, where he tries to request a trade up out of here. Because at the certain point, we got to see who's bluffing. Oh no! Give me one, one second, please. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the Chiefs drafted Kelsey and Hill. They didn't trade for anyone. Let's see. They just traded Juju, for Kadarius Tony. They just Juju Smith-Schuster is better than everyone on our team. Every Juju wide receiver. Kadarius uh, Tony. Yeah. What is it? Marquez uh, Valdez Scandling. Scandling. So get your facts straight before you come in here talking. And who are all better than everyone, including Devin Duvernay, who I will admit has exceeded my expectations. But facts. fifty to fifty-four yards a game is not. Does not make you a number one receiver, fam. Like, you I'm sorry, it don't. It's not even 54 yards a game. It's 39. Oh my god! It, See, and I was giving dude like the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, <laughs> man, like fans got to start with this stuff. Like, the Chiefs are not the only blueprint. Like I said, the Los Angeles Rams went out there and did what needed to be done. They've been to as many Super Bowls in the past four years as we have in 20, however. Right. My question so, is why can't, why can't we find a happy median? We don't yeah. have to go this way, and we don't have to be the Rams. Why can't we find somewhere in the middle? And people keep saying, oh, we don't need a wide – listen, Kadarius Tony may not be good, but they're trying. I guess Juju Smith-Schuster isn't good either. They're mm. trying. Regardless if they're, regardless if they're good or not, they're out there trying. What are we doing? We're signing street meat from the ground in the <laughs> corner store from that truck talking about, yo, what you got, what you got in the wide receiver selection. What's going on? Which what, what, what can I get? Man, and us acting, us acting like the Ravens don't need a wide receiver is a, the equivalent to that one friend in the friend group. While everyone else has finally gotten their license and everybody's finally gotten a car they own, you still right. got this one dude that insists on taking the bus. Like yeah, this is true. Like it's not this old school style of like we don't need a wide receiver. Do you think that Jalen Hurts sprinkled pixie dust on himself before this season? <laughs> like, do you think Stefan Diggs came in and performed some magic voodoo on Josh Allen to make him throw it to him better? Like, can we just call a spade a spade? Joe Burrow looked like Kyle Bowler without Jamar Chase. He can't beat the Browns. Like, so I don't want to hear this stuff about we don't need a wide receiver. Like, yes, we do. And even if Lamar doesn't need a wide receiver because to this point he still played like a five top five quarterback, just imagine the leap he will take if you pair him with an elite wide receiver. Facts. My, it's my question, not rocket science. My question is, 
who is Devin DuVernay, James Prochet, and Tyler Wallace? What other team are they starting for? What team in the NFL would they start for? Oh, in the NFL? Oh, I don't Juju, know. Maybe, Juju, maybe somewhere in the XFL. Juju's not a Hall of Famer, but he's better than anything we got. And that's my thing, bro. Fans always like to shit on these other wide receivers like the ones we have is somebody special. Facts. Like, Facts. If Facts. Juju Smith-Schuster stinks, in y'all's opinion, then what does Devin Duvernay? Because he's certainly, even though he's having a good season, he certainly ain't Juju. No, no, no. If Juju was so bad, why did we try to sign him last year? If he's all that bad. Now, if yeah. Juju was if Juju was a Raven, then you'd be speaking a different tune right now. Man, but, if Juju but tell was me, a Raven, we would have a major TikTok community in Baltimore. Huh. Tell me what uh tell me what Rashad Bateman has done. The same since, as Rashad Perryman. Right. Since Bateman's such a Hall of Fame and he's this number one dude, what has and he done other than thing. drop other than drop passes? All and year long. We, he's dropped a pass in every game this season. Every game, not one game this season has gone by since and, that he didn't drop a pass. And since we on the subject of Rashad Bateman, every time in the offseason when media analysts and even fans would try to just defaultly say, oh, they've got him, Rashad Bateman, so you got him a number one receiver now, they would just brush it aside so casually and act like wide receiver wasn't still an issue, like that Rashad, Rashad Bateman solved all issues. And I'm always screaming at the TV, hold on. He hasn't proved anything. All right, listen, this is the last time I'm going to address this. You said what team was Edelman starting for? Is Edelman not an MVP of a Super Bowl? Julian Edelman caught 100 balls. Is he not a Super Bowl MVP? What team is he starting for? He's damn sure starting for the Ravens, and he yeah. would be the best wide receiver that we have. He would have started for the Ravens when we had our Super Bowl team. Danny Tell me Amandola. I'm wrong. Danny Amendola, he's better than what we got. Like, come on, bro. That's the last time I'm going to address this. Like, you, you talk about a Super Bowl MVP, <laughs> and you ask me what team would he start for? It got so bad, bro. I saw people on Twitter arguing when they said the Ravens have the worst wide receiver core. They were like, actually, no, the Packers do. I'm like, so we're competing for second worst? Do you hear how that sounds? Like, <laughs> what are we right. doing? Yo, you called my wide receiver core at number 32? Man, we at we least number 31. 31. Come <laughs> on, bro. Like, what? <laughs> Excuse- listen, oh, my God. That's so much better. But listen, this is exactly why I believe that Lamar wants to leave. Yeah. Like, like, listen, he held up a sign in the Tampa Bay game, paid a man. Um, more importantly to me, I think the problem with Lamar is the communication with his organization. Yeah. He did, he found out during a press conference that Bateman was out for the season. You know what that, I'm saying? That had me hot, bro. That how really do you did. how do you not tell your QB one that his number one wide receiver is gone for the year? They they're showing Lamar. They don't respect him. They're showing Lamar, look, bro, we're gonna do what we feel like. And it's and it's crazy to me how these fans keep getting on getting on us for saying something about the team when the team is blatantly showing everyone, we don't care what y'all think. We're not gonna they do don't. anything. We're not gonna do anything, and we're not even gonna mask it. We used to mask it and cover it up by a splashy yeah. sign and telling you who we thought about looking at or who we thought about going after. Nowadays, they don't even do that. They just like this. Mm-hmm. Um Give me that guy right there. And people don't like it. Lamar, Lamar will get it. <laughs> well, they keep expecting this man to make chicken salad out of chicken shit, bro. And it's like at a certain point, you're going to run the wheels off of him doing it. And it's not right. fair. It's right. not fair. They're treating this dude like a rental car. They're not right. giving him anything long-term security-wise. And they're thinking that the quarterback position is just interchangeable despite the fact that we didn't win a single game outside of the Chicago game without Lamar last year. Hmm. 
And we were the number one seed in the conference, not the division, the conference. Mm -hmm. And as soon as Lamar Jackson went down, we didn't win a single game and we missed the playoffs. But we kept the games close. Damn, the Ravens would be world champions at horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Too bad, bad we playing football though, right? Facts. And with that, we're going to transition to the bad news. Rashad Bateman is out for the year. Um, let me let me know what you think the ramifications of this injury is going to cause, and who do you think is going to step up in his place? I think the ramifications. This is actually going to sound crazy. Mm -hmm. I think Rashad Bateman being gone actually doesn't hurt this team as much as people are making it out to be. And I'm not saying that in the sense because we act like we don't need him because we need every wide receiver we can get our hands on. I'm saying that because I haven't seen Rashad Bateman making much of an impact in the past several weeks. And like, even when he is playing, he was out there on one foot apparently, and he just wasn't making much of a difference to me. So right. I think Mark Andrews being hurt hurts us a little more than Rashad Bateman, clearly. But I think that now that we're relying on Devin DuVernay, Tylen Wallace, and James Prochet, I do think that Deshaun Jackson and Demarcus Robinson are the ones that you're going to see step up the most. I think Demarcus Robinson showed in the Tampa game that he's got some juice, but at the end of the day, it's not going to be no explosive-ass takeover. I think Deshaun Jackson is good for some big plays here and there because I think he can still fly a couple of times. But at the end of the day, I don't expect him to get more than maybe three touchdowns this season. Mm -hmm. I'm not so I really, I'm you're not believing believe Robinson. No, Tampa Bay hey, was down there. Tampa Bay was down there at third and four string corners. And that's the thing: if we got him going against somebody's backup corner, good God Almighty, he's about to show out. But as soon as he faces an NFL starter, he turns back into Demarcus Robinson. So. Thanks. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but honestly, bro, I know everyone's been talking about it, so we might as well. We've waited till the last minute that you got to sign Odell Beckham. If Eric DaCosta does not at least like present an, a contractual offer to Odell Beckham Jr., then he is not doing his job as the general manager of this football team. Yeah. Like, there's no possible way you can blatantly look at this wide receiver core and say that I don't need to add something somewhere, and there's no one left. What, are you going to sign Shamar Bridges again? Oh, the savior? Because during the offs, during the training camp, everybody said this is the savior of the wide receiver room for that one catch. But listen, um, RG, listen, RG Nee said we don't need a number one receiver. RG3 need to worry about buying the commanders. RG Nee. Man, you need to stick to worrying about buying the commanders, man. Like, I, ain't nobody care about his Ravens opinions at the moment. Like, I, I'm not even sweating that. Anybody with common sense knows that Odell Beckham needs to be on the phone with this team, or this team needs to be on the phone with him ASAP. Mina Khan said it be? best. What'd she say? She said if I was Eric DaCosta, I would be on the phone saying, yes, whatever you, it takes to get you over here, let's make it happen, or something along those lines. But mm -hmm. I think the only appeal you have is Lamar Jackson. And I right. think that's yet another reason why you sign him. You know what I'm saying? Because despite the fact that your offense is almost like kryptonite for a wide receiver, despite the fact that, you know, this team has repeatedly showed they don't value the position, you still have a lot of guys who would love to play with a quarterback the caliber of Lamar Jackson, and that is your drawing piece. That is what draws you in. I think right. – 
you know, even when we had Joe Flacco, it was sort of it was a little bit harder to draw in free agents because we still didn't sign any major free agents at wide receiver when we had Flacco. Right. But I think even if Joe Flacco had more of that superstar X factor, like you know what I'm saying, cachet to his name then that would have made guys a little bit more inclined to take a closer look at the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson has that. Remember back in 2019 when he had all them dudes on the Jets lined up to sign the like, yeah, jerseys uh, right. autograph? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. Like, dude, his peers love him the way fans do. Like, Thanks. That's, that's not something that comes around often. Oh. Like, the way that you have his peers being fans of this dude, the way everybody else is fans of Lamar Jackson. People that's outside of sports. People yes. outside of sport. But listen, also, listen, also an attraction for Lamar Jackson is Isaiah Likely because in eight weeks he's had one good game. So you know and I was gotta, on and I was on the bandwagon and I was on the bandwagon of Isaiah Likely. We, we gotta we gotta bring up this one good game that he had. So let's give him his flowers. He had one good preseason game, he had one good game. Let's not talk about all his drops, his non-blocking, and all the rest of stuff. Let's talk about the one game against the backups. Good for him. And it's like, and I do have to give myself some pause when I think about that Tampa game because you're right, it was against backup corners, backup so safeties. backup safeties too. But at the same time, bro, like we got to work with what we have right now, and that's the unfortunate reality of the situation. Is that once again we have a quarterback that specializes in making chicken shit a chicken salad out of chicken shit. So it's like. Obviously, it's not ideal, but if he can go out there and lead the league in touchdown passes, throwing a Seth Roberts and Willie Sneed, I think that we can do something with this receiving core. It'll be very rough. It'll be very, very difficult to watch sometimes. But I've seen worse teams come out on top in the end. I have. And I can't act like that's not a reality. I don't want to bank on it. By no means do I want to bank on us being some one of these wild card teams that comes out of nowhere <laughs> and goes on a Cinderella run. <laughs> but Wow. Is he related to somebody? He said likely stats are already better than Hayden Hurst rookie year. Really? Check is that some record. sort of – does he want to cook no, no, for that? No. Hayden Hurst didn't do anything his rookie year. First of all, his stats aren't better than Hayden Hurst right now. But we'll let him believe what he wants to believe. I'm done. I'm done with even that. if they are, Hayden Hurst is on his third team in five in five years. Like, But he's using that narrative to prove his point. It's okay. Man, it's okay. Hayden Hurst that. should not be the standard, bro. <laughs> But hey. his peers do hate Greg Roman. Like that is not a lie. I can't disagree. Facts. Uh, hey Facts. man. But listen, I got a list of names. You know, I got a list of names. Me personally, Odell Beckham Jr. He's gonna cost too much money. See, we me, might have around sign Odell Beckham Senior before I, we sign Odell Beckham Jr. Facts. <laughs> but I don't want Odell. I don't want Odell. I don't want any more injured people. You know, we've had too injured late. <laughs> we've had an injured team. We drafted an injured linebacker. We drafted an injured tight end. Like it's not making sense, but I got some names for you. You know, Ooh. T.Y. Hilton's still out there. We could uh possibly ask Will Fuller to come out of retirement. We can ask Cole Beasley to come out of retirement the second time. Uh, we got D.D. Westbrook, Kenny Stills, John Ross, Josh Gordon. Listen, this is what happens when you wait till the end of the, the season last minute to do it. <laughs> This is like having a project due at at eleven fifty nine, and it's eleven thirty, and you're just getting started, bro. Like, thanks. That is so bad. That list that you just named is so bad. Oh my god. 
Wow. We might as well roll what we got. <laughs> we gonna if other than Odell, if those are the only options, I don't want any of them dudes on this team. That's the one time I can say they they're not better than what we have. Why? I mean, listen, we like older receivers. We How like old is Kenny Stills? Is he still twenty? He's like twenty. 20? He's like he's like 28, 29. 28, 29. I would give Kenny Stills a call. I wouldn't tough. enjoy it. I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't make it seem like it's some big deal. I'm still got Andy Isabella's face on a milk cart. And I don't know where he is. <laughs> Listen, Andy Andy Isabella is Freddy Krueger because I only see him in my dreams. I've it's never seen a dude in person. Yeah, I've never seen a dude in person. I've never seen him on a practice field. I, yo, is is he real? Has I don't anybody, know. Has anybody seen this man? I really don't know. I don't know if he's a real person. I I I need proof that he actually exists at this point. <laughs> Honestly, yo, I don't think that Odell would sign here because I think all the good jersey numbers have been taken up by bums. Like, what does James Prochet get to wear number three for? You think Odell Beckham's going to come here and wear 85 while James Prochet is walking around on the sideline with number three? Get out of here. Mm. <laughs> I don't mm. know, man. But honestly, like I said, it's gotten to the point where you're – It's if you don't try to sign Odell, you're not doing your job as a GM, you know? Yeah, thanks. I agree. I agree. But speaking of injuries, let's go on to uh, – let's move on to your, your, your head coach. You know, our head coach. You I'm sorry. just as deep as me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our head coach. And oh no, I had something. Jonathan. I had Q something. Yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> I had something for the Hollywood haters. You know, that Hollywood was too small and he wasn't our number one. Hollywood missed two games those first two seasons. How many has mm. Bateman missed? Mm. <sighs> mm. Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin. How many is that? But yes, your coach, your head coach is a liar. He is. He He's is a pathological a liar. liar. He is a liar. When it comes to these injuries and what's going on with this team, yep. he lies about it. Like they knew Bateman was hurt more yeah. than what they gave up. But they he wanted to was act. hurt after the New England game. They did. And as always, this organization kind of threw him under the bus. Like, oh, he decided to get surgery now. Well, if he has a Liz Frank injury or a foot injury, uh, he needs to. So what, yes. is he supposed to just keep playing until his bone shoots out of his shoe? I don't know. Listen, we already had an issue with J.K. Dobbins. He said uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, had successful arthroscopic knee surgery, and mm. he's and he's going to look better than he did beforehand. How do you know? Hey, man, How listen. I think the Ravens have looked really bad this season in handling injuries because you now have three people who have come back off of injuries and within two games immediately get injured again. <laughs> like, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins, Chris <laughs> Edwards, Rashad Bateman. I hold my breath every time Ronnie Stanley gets in his stance, bro. Like, I need something to be investigated about Steve Saunders or the training staff or somebody. Like, there's no reason dude should still even be here after all that COVID stuff. I'm surprised like Thanks. they let him like stay on the team still. But, man, dudes are coming back and immediately getting injured again. That is not a good look, fam. It's, well, it's happening too often. It ain't no coincidence, neither. I'm glad that you mentioned Steve Saunders' name because I have another video uh, that popped up that I've seen today. All right. Take a look. A lot, of, a lot to do with their strength, Coach. Oh, does it? The way that they practice in training camp, like they, they practice – the way they go through training camp, it's like they want to be the best they can be in the first four weeks of the season, building up and trying to be the best they can be in January. Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, that uh, undefeated preseason record makes a lot more sense now, don't it? Don't it? So pretty much they're overworking them, especially with some of the older players that we have. They're mm-hmm. breaking they're breaking them down. And you know, the 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 quote unquote narrative was Harbaugh was easy on his players. That's why we have one of the uh strip most stringent conditioning tests in the NFL. Cause they overwork people. That's why the people year after year can't pass it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we I think I just think that philosophically, emotionally, just we need a change at the top. We need yeah. a new head coach with a new direction with with uh with new words. Cause I'm tired of hearing the same speech from John Harbaugh after every loss or after somebody goes down to injury. It's the same thing over and over again. Listen, yes, you are a great motivator of men. You are a player's coach, but you are a horrible X's and O's guy, and you are horrible at having the back of your players. Man, honestly, I'm tired of hearing that communication excuse. Like is dudes out there speaking different languages or something? How come year after year after year, every time we lose, oh, we just got to communicate. We got to communicate. That's like that's not good leadership, bro. And quite frankly, I said it after the last game that we lost, which was the um the Giants game. Like mm-hmm. somebody needs to be held accountable. And quite frankly, I think this whole staff, like from head coach, offensive coordinator, especially, and I have not been impressed with the defensive coordinator. I get it. It's been uh, eight weeks or whatever, but dude has not impressed me with the pieces we put out there in front of him. Like, I'm impressed. Clean house. I'm impressed with the defense. I'm impressed with defense coordinator. Be for him being a grad student, he's doing okay. Now, if he was the actual defensive coordinator, I'd have a problem. But being he's Man. a grad student, help. <laughs> being he's a grad student, help out. I don't have a problem with that. But if he was our actual defensive coordinator, Bro. then we would have some issues. You're an elite troll. He is our actual defensive coordinator, man. <laughs> I know. It's hard to tell, bro. Damn. It's hard to tell, bro. <laughs> like, I think we need to clean house, GM included. I think Eric DaCosta's ne- neglect of the offense, particularly the wide receiver position and taking care of Lamar Jackson, I think that he needs to go as well. Like, right. what's good, Ferris? But um, I think we need to just clean house, keep – the players obviously keep Lamar Jackson, but Harbaugh, DeCosta, McDonald, and Roman get rid of them all. Start mm-hmm. over from your coaching staff and your philosophy because you have the players. This is a talented roster, bro. Like, I'm getting the pieces outside of the pass catchers, bro. This is a really talented roster that could still make some noise, but the philosophy is consistently getting in the way of our success, man. And our philosophy has been hindering the growth of our quarterback. Our generationally talented quarterback, his growth has been hindered by this philosophy, whether people want to admit it or not. They won't admit it because, you know, if you say anything good about Lamar, you're a Lamar truther and you don't point out his faults. But you don't point out the fact that we've invested a lot of capital on a defense that gives up leads. You know, what, what, what blew me away was people actually said in that Miami game, why didn't Lamar score more points? He scored 38. We, we gave up 28 points in the fourth quarter. 28 points. I will keep that same energy. 28 points in the fourth quarter. But the, the question was, oh, if Lamar hadn't fumbled at the goal line, he never he never can do enough. He never if Mike McDonald didn't let Tyreek Hill wipe his butt on our field, like, that's yeah. what made the difference. Like, I'm no, so tired of that, man. That, that generational talent safety. 
who just watched the ball just go over his head. Sail like, right over his head. That 14th twice. pick. Twice. Just mm, generational talent that can't start over a seventh round pick. How Man, about come on, bro? And that's another thing. I like Kyle Hamilton, but dude is not you're not gonna impress me as the 14th overall pick splitting reps with Geno Stone, bro. He's not even splitting reps. Geno Stone is starting and he's coming in as the dime linebacker or whatever the hell he's doing. It's it's really unfortunate that you're gonna use your 14th overall pick in the draft to use on a rotational piece. And I'm supposed to be super excited because pro football focus has him graded high. This is the same pro football <laughs> focus that Chuck said gave Lamar like a shitty grade after the Miami game. Hmm. Like, what are we talking about? You can't pick and choose when they run with football, uh, pro football focus. Yeah, yeah, they can. You know, they figure it's their publication. They yeah. do it how they do it how they choose. And for me, it's it's the fact that I don't even think they wanted Kyle Hamilton. I just think that they wanted the fact to be able to say, "Oh, we got a top five talent at fifteen, at fourteen. Look how smart we are." I think, I think they wanted. Two people instead of Kyle Hamilton, and they both got picked right before them. I think they wanted Chris Olave, Thanks. or I think they wanted Jordan Davis. And both of them got picked up right before the Ravens could, and they found themselves in a dead space because they knew they were going to be able to get Linderbaum at 25, but they didn't know what to do with this pick at 14 at this point because there were no wide receivers left after Olave, London, Williams, and uh, who was the other wide receiver that got picked um, in the first round? Garrett Wilson, Olave. Garrett Wilson, yeah. Drake and Garrett Wilson. I think they also yeah. potentially wanted Garrett Wilson. Jahan Dodson. I don't think they were looking at him with the 14th pick, though. I mean, no, you could trade back. You certainly could have traded back, but. Well, you could have used one of the six fourth-round picks and traded up, especially when, yeah. run on, especially when the run on, on wide receiver stuff. And you got NFL Youngboy over there instead of letting Pittsburgh get, get <laughs> another generational talented wide receiver. I hate them. I hate them, too, bro. Like. Oh, it make me itch. Thanks. All right. Have you seen uh have you seen what's going on with uh Brian Baldinger and uh Matt Judon? I did, and I agree with every word Matt Judon said. And he's not wrong. And I wonder if fans online like the uh purple uh purple patrol and other fans and like uh I'm not gonna name anybody actually. I'm not gonna name anyone. There's a certain fan account that I keep seeing pop up on my feed that I'm just at this point I'm about to just block. But there's a certain fan account. Uh, you, I think you, you know who I'm, I'm not going to say his name, bro. I don't want to start no beef. Uh, but there's a certain fan account that I keep seeing that I'm really about to just block, bro. It's so annoying. But he, are you going to tell Matt Judon that he doesn't know football now because he didn't? He says something unglowingly about the Ravens. Huh. Like I noticed that's what a lot of people like to do when people don't agree with them. You know what I'm saying? They like to run on their little platforms on Twitter and yell about how you don't know football. Because you don't agree with everything I'm saying. You're a casual that's not watching the game. Like, what? Right. Bro, it's so weird. Yeah. But, yeah, I wonder if they're going to have that same energy for Matthew Judon. Multiple-time Pro Bowl and Matthew Judon. Are they going to tell him he doesn't know football? NFL league leading in sacks, Matthew Judon. So, if if y'all can't see it, what happened was Brian Baldinger is pretty much praising the Ravens, saying that they can draft pass rushers. They know how to find them. They can just pick them from anywhere. But Matt Judon clapped back saying – but they don't pay them, which is factually correct. Factually correct. Brian Baldinger agreed with him too. Yeah, because he knew what's up. He know what's up. Everybody knows what's up with the Ravens, man. Like it's no secret. They are cheap skates. Even on the defensive side of the ball, it's not like they just shoveling all the money over there. It's like they don't pay nobody that deserves it. They want to use them up on their rookie contracts as much as they can. 
and then let them go and feel like they can do it all over again with some other kid. Like, it is really weird how the Ravens just, oh, my gosh. But then you got these fans who won't, who want to police how other people fan and, and enjoy the games and want to act like the Ravens can do no wrong, man. Like, it's, it's mind-boggling. Like, right, how is love- it that all these players can go to other teams and do so well after they leave the Ravens? Deshaun, you don't know what you're talking about because oh, my, le- my level, my level of fandom is at a ten. Your level mm. of fandom is at a three. I'm more of a no, fan. So how you gonna tell yeah. me what's right and what's wrong? All this, stuff <laughs> is, all this. Listen, the thing that makes that, that upsets me is all of this is opinion based. My yeah. opinion, your opinion. As long as we respecting each other, who cares? It's a discussion. It's a my discussion. father always told me opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and they all stink. Facts. Like. <laughs> Facts. It is but, what it is, man. But but speaking of these prolific pass rushers, um, give me your thoughts on the game Sunday, Monday night for the game against the Saints. Um, apparently Ty's Bowser's back, so that should help out. And should. and um David in, injured Abo. That's so petty. Yeah. Has has uh he's been seen on the field practicing. He's practicing, he actually practiced today. Let me stop. He practiced today, so I don't think that they play him, but give me your thoughts on the game coming up. But I will say that Marcus Peters, questionable hamstring. Um, no, Marcus Peters, questionable with a quad. Mm-hmm. Humphreys is questionable with a hamstring. So yeah. we get some people back, we lose some people. Uh, give me your thoughts on the game. So real quick, I want to get the Marcus Peters one out there. I do know from experience, like like with leg injuries, um, it is kind of difficult when you're getting back at first because your quad muscles shrink so much because of inactivity. It's nice. really insane how fast, like, not walking around will really reduce your quad muscles. So he's probably still working, like, that particular muscle back to full size. But um, I do think Marcus Peters will be able to play because I think this has just been something that's kind of nagging him for pretty much the whole season. Like, I've pretty much seen him on the injury report with the quad injury, but he's still managed to come out there and bug it out. So okay. I think he'll be good. Marlon, in terms of the hamstring, um, I'm hoping that the extra day's rest will do him some good. I don't think the hamstring, unless it's like something that's where he's like super critical, I think he'll still play. And then in terms of Ty's coming back, I do think that's a major, major piece in addition to our defense because he's one of these uh, Swiss Army <coughs> guys. You know what I'm saying? He's one of these guys that can play multiple positions, that can do multiple things and always finds himself around the ball. You know what I mean? In the run and pass game. Like if he's chasing down the quarterback, if he's chasing down the running back, Ty Bowser finds himself around the ball. And then clearly you're going to have a major boost. And I don't think they're going to play Ojabo, by the way. I think they're going to let him get the uh, bye week off and then let him come back the next game after that. But I think they're going to um, – I think they're going to get a major boost with Roquan Smith out there, bro. Like you're getting Tyus Bowser back and then you're adding Roquan Smith to the defense. I think that kind of is going to – those are two major components to what you've been trying to do. I think mm-hmm. that Tyus as a pass rusher – gives us a boost. I don't think he's going to come in there and be Khalil Mack or nobody, but I do think he's going to come back and give us a boost on the pass rush. I'm so tired of hearing the excuses for Odafe Owe. People keep acting like they're just holding him, like he's the only player in the NFL that gets held, but for some reason, they're not holding Justin Houston. (laughs) Like, hey, Justin Houston's leading the league or top five in the league in sacks. We're not going to hold him. We're going to hold this dude that's got one sack all year. Like, come yeah. on, bro. Fans got to be realistic and not I, act like critiquing a player means that you hate them or something. Facts. I don't even give a. I don't even give a. Oh wait, that sack. That offensive lineman pushed him into that guy. 
yeah. get that office. I get that offensive lineman credit for that thing, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I mean, I I think the pass rush is going to get a major boost. I think it's a shame that Justin you, Houston and Jason Pierre-Paul has you in, tr- have you in been, trouble. Oh man, I'm not supposed to talk about OA, am I? I'm sorry. You talk about whatever you talk about. Whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> listen, listen. I keep telling people in here we do facts over feelings. I feel that. I love but, but then now I have to change that and say we have to do facts over fandom. Yeah, straight <clears> up. <throat> <clears throat> facts over fandom. For real. But I think um, it's a shame, man, when you, when Justin Houston and Jason Pierre-Paul at their ages are your best pass rushers on the team. And I think that, unfortunately, this has been an hourglass that is steadily falling and it's going to run out eventually. Like, <laughs> a muscle head with no moves. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He's not wrong, though. Like, dude has no plan when he lines up at the point of attack. He just goes out there and says, whatever happens, I'm gonna get. I'm, it's going to happen. <laughs> he says, uh, film over opinion. All right, well, show me the film that Isaiah likely is this star that you say after one good game. Show me that film. Uh, listen, we all out there watching the same exact game, bro. Like, why is it – so what is so special about Odafe Owe that he is the most held player in the league and that he's get, not getting no calls, that the, the refs have something against him? Like, come on, bro. Like, y'all got to stop with this stuff. Like, every play is not a hold. Get it? I played defensive lineman before. I used to think that every time I got blocked, it was a hold. It's not. Sometimes you just get straight up stood up. Like, Man, we got we got favorite people got favorite players. So you know, every little yeah. thing is a, is a foul. Every Bro, time. Lamar is my favorite player, hands down, no question. When he plays like dog water, he plays like dog water. Like you they, call it how you see it. They doubling OA over Justin Houston. Is that what you're telling me? They most doubling him Houston. with who? <laughs> he's lined up in a non-technique most of the time so who is he dub- getting doubled by he's getting doubled by a tight end his muscles Man. tight end in his own muscles Odafe Owe has just had a disappointing start to the season people need to just call it what it is it doesn't mean he's the worst player in the world it doesn't mean he should be cut it just means he needs to play better listen also I mean I'm not me personally I'm not I'm not, I wasn't a fan of the OA draft pick, but I'm not going to put it all on OA. Where's mm. his position coaches? Where, when is he going to get coached up? That's my big question. No, they were relying on Justin Houston to do it. That's what they keep signing all these old washed up dudes to do so they can come in and be veteran leaders and basically do the coach's job for him. He didn't He didn't have 4-3 speed when he was chasing Jacoby Brissett. Guys, we need to talk about this 4-3 speed thing. The ability to run 40 yards in a straight line as if this was some kind of track meet does not help you as a pass rusher because you have four, three, 40 yard dash speed. That is, that would help you in a track race. No, that would help you as a punt returner. He's a pass rusher. He's not ever going to be running in a straight full sprint. So that four, three speed doesn't help him. And it certainly hasn't helped him get around the edge on people. You ain't getting no sacks. <laughs> Facts. All right, now we're going to jump to this last topic, and I just need your opinion on this. Well, it's not a good one. Hey, man, listen. I ain't yeah. worried. We, we, we three we three and six. Okay. We, oh, we 0 and 5 on the road. That's fine. We've lost four straight. 
cool. And 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 we decide we're gonna rest people tonight. I love it. You know what? Here's my philosophy when it comes to the NBA, bro. I don't even, and this is ever since I become a Warriors fan, by the way. Like after I gave up on the other bums, like and started bettering my life and taking Ooh. care of my mental health. Who's the other bums? Uh, we're not even gonna speak their names, man. But no, I wanna I don't know who are they. Name one player for them. Is one of them named Westbrook? Not anymore. Oh, after one be. game? After one game? Huh? You don't, oh, you don't, I was never a Lakers fan. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. I was never a Lakers fan. We're not gonna even gonna act like that was ever in the cards for me. I was always a Kobe Bryant fan. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite player of all time. But in terms of worrying about the Warriors, bro, here's my philosophy about basketball. I don't worry. I don't exert any worry, any energy. I don't get any stress until February at least. Because right. none of the stuff that takes place at this point in the season matters Man. at all. Like, this is still preseason. This is still technically preseason, bro. It's like you said we're three and six. So not even ten games into the season. I There's a team that. right now that is balling, that is absolutely killing it, that will be a lottery pick by the time that the season starts. Right. By the season, time the season is like – by the time the all-star break is around <clears throat> upon us, they're going to stink so it's like, I'm not sweating this at all. Steph is going to get it together. Clay is going to get it together. Jordan Poole is going to stop carrying. Draymond Green is going to ice his knuckles and get back to, uh, you know, proper form. What you mean Steph going to get together? He's averaging 31 points a game. You know, sometimes Steph has to do the Lamar Jackson effect and turn chicken shit into chicken salad once again. Like, you got to make something out of nothing. He has to put more on his back than usual. 31 points a game is insane, bro. Insane. But at the same time, you and I both know Steph could go on a stretch where he averages close to 40. He so if he just goes on one of them little stretches, Clay, like what's Clay averaging right now? I haven't looked at the stats. Like 15, I said, I don't 15, 15 points a game. Okay, I need Clay to get it back. He's, to he's fourth. 20. He's fourth and fourth in scoring. Next I is Poole either, is 16, Wiggins is 17. I need, see, that's what I'm expecting out of Wiggins, right? Andrew Wiggins, 17 points a game. How many rebounds did he get? Who knows? Who cares? He's Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I'm expecting about 17 points a game on Andrew Wiggins. With the contract that we gave Jordan Poole, I need either I need him to get close to 20, and I need Clay to get close to 20. I know Clay can still do it, bro. I so, know he can. People are a lot of folks are giving up on Clay. I'm still a Clay fan, me personally. Right. Like I know he can still give you 20 a game. So I need Clay and Jordan Poole to both get, get back up to 20 a game. Andrew Wiggins, he's cool at 17 for me. Steph, I don't expect him necessarily to get keep it up at uh 31 30. points per game or 30 a game all year necessarily. Right. He could. If he does, I mean, oh my, like, it's another testament to why he's one of the greatest players that we've ever seen. But you know what I'm saying? I think he'll go on a stretch where he boosts it up, but I think he'll sort of come back down to earth um over the stretch of the season. It's right. still late the first 10 games, so stats and numbers are going to be conflated, inflated a little bit. But um, I'm not worried about the Warriors at all, bro. Like, we're still the reigning defending champions. Facts. And at the end of the day, like, we're still a good chance that we're going to repeat that. You know, because, like, who's going to stop us in the West when it comes down to it, bro? Aside, I, don't, like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Are we, are, are, I'm not afraid of Memphis. And I'm certainly not afraid of the Mavericks. Listen, I'm certainly not afraid of the Dallas Mavericks, bro. Bring it, it, it bring it, depends, it. It depends on if we get fat Luca or if we get in shape Luca. Might they might that might make it a little difficult. We could get 
Giga Chad Luca. Like, it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. Like, Luca could get we could have super super saiyan four Luca with the tail and everything. It wouldn't right. matter. Steph Curry is still better. And Listen. Draymond is gonna hold him to whatever it takes. Like Draymond is gonna stay in front of him as long as necessary and slow him down as much as necessary to win. And at the end of the day, bro, we're gonna call it spade a spade. If it does look like it's getting grim and Luca's becoming too unstoppable, Draymond is gonna tackle his ass. Fat or kick him, kick him in the press. Or kick him. Hey, Draymond's gonna do something. Like I, I gotta shout out Big Reg. Yes, Banchero. Yes. Future All Star, future MVP. You know, you know why? Do you know why? Because he went to Duke. He went to Duke University. Listen, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Listen, hey Chen Wu, like they might listen. (laughs) I'm not gonna hold you. They might beat us one time. You mean not gonna beat us in the finals? Wizards, y'all not not gonna make it to the playoffs? What wizards with Chris Stapps, Porzingis? Nah. Yeah, what happened to dude? Man, listen, I think Clay's going through a midlife crisis at the moment. He'll get it together. I mean, listen, the Bucks, but Giannis. The Bucks are the team that I fear the most coming out of the East, and that's only because I saw what we what we could do against the Celtics. So I'm not too worried about them anymore. But the Bucks worry me with Giannis. That's the that's the one team coming out the East that I'm keeping an eye on, where I'm like, all right, these dudes, because it's like even like I said with Luca. Like realistically, right? Like I'm, you know, I'm trolling with the Draymond tackling himself. But I, I feel like we got bodies that we can throw in front of Luca as a six-six mm-hmm. guard that can kind of slow him down. You know what I'm saying? Like with Giannis, though. If bro get if bro man get going, all you can do is pray, and that's the scary part. Hey. Like he's they've got their own version of Steph Curry. Like when he gets going, there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. But watch. Yeah. Listen, tell me you're a Lakers fan without telling me you're a Lakers fan. Bam. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, family. <laughs> hey. You should just worry about who's gonna start between Russell Westbrook and Matt Ryan. We're not worried about the Lakers over here. Did Matt Ryan that? is Matt Ryan. I had to look it up who everybody was talking about at first. I thought the Colts quarterback it came out and did some wild shit. <laughs> like, Rodney, but then I who, saw it was Rodney. Who was Matt Ryan? He hit a game. He gave him like what their first win of the season the other night because he hit a game winner or something. Uh, He's their new Caruso, basically. Listen, I'm not listen, Agent E. I'm not gonna argue with you, bro. I don't I, disagree. I, Hey, a unique unique athlete who physically stands head and shoulders above his contemporaries in terms of his physical abilities. Hey, I don't disagree with it. He just got to get that ring and that comparison is set in stone. Right. Listen, I saw the movie. I saw the movie on Disney Plus. I'm a. I was. I was cool on Giannis, but once I saw that movie, I got a whole new respect for that dude. You got a movie on Disney Plus? I don't even got Disney Plus. Oh no! It might not have been Disney Plus. It was on one of them. Yeah, I think it's Disney Plus. Um, his life story. He got a documentary, or something? Yeah, bro. Oh, listen, son. I need to check that out. I've always been a Giannis fan, though. Listen, much respect. I'm not putting this mm-hmm. comment up because I will not tolerate you cursing at me, Broadney. Oh and, man. And yes, we are one game better than the Lakers right now. 
listen, right Brody, we're several championships better than y'all over the past several years, okay? I don't even want to hear it. Listen, don't pay. I don't know why you paying Brian any mind because once <laughs> once street clothes goes down, oh man, which you, which you know he is, Mister Glass, it's it's a wrap. Oh yeah, I rat. mean, these dudes is out here ruining LeBron's legacy. Like it's a shame. It's nah, a shame. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I don't care what they do over these next. Nah, yeah, years. they're not gonna ruin it. They not. They not. Yeah, they not ruining it. His legacy is what it is, but. These niggas certainly ain't helping. Like, I know, bro, got to be going through it over there right now. Just the team he put together. Who cares if he going through it? He wanted these people. <laughs> he hey, these. I don't know why it like. As I've watched LeBron over the years, bro, like I don't know why there has never been a time where a team just said, "You know what? Just put shooters around him. I don't care what he wants. He's gonna win and he's gonna be happy." Miami just like remember when they had my like I said Miami yeah Miami had Ray Allen uh mm-hmm. Mac Miller Shane yep. Battier <clears throat> like they had shooters bro right now you got a bunch of dudes who's crowding the lane like oh my gosh it's gross it's bad basketball that's really, really what it is really Ravensy really so I guess you're watching this game right now I want I mean I like Jason Tatum <laughs> I like Jason Tatum a lot. But Duke, Duke. Oh, another Duke player. Hmm. Wow. I don't I'm like surprised. Duke. I know you don't. Hey, you, you know, know I don't players. like Duke. But you like Duke players, though. Hey, man, I like I like hoop, I good hoopers, bro. I call it how I see it. Good hoopers, they get my attention. Hey, hold up. He's a hooper, bro. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He said I hate LeBron for spiritual reasons. Because spiritual reasons. <laughs> 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 must be a Wizards fan. <laughs> right. Hey, he must have cooked this team or something. No, no, no. He must have nightmares about uh, LeBron whispering in old boy's ear at the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. All right, we've been a minute here for an hour 14 minutes. Sure. So we about to end this stream. Deshaun, let the people know what you got going on, brother. Man, listen, I'm just staying down till I come up. You feel me? I'm just a humble fan who gives his opinions every now and again. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jesus Nephew. And uh please sure please be sure to like and subscribe and show my man's handle some love. You know what I'm saying? This is a good dude who's out here doing good things for the community. I mean, out here doing good things for the Ravens fan base. Thank you. I try. I try. No doubt, bro. And no, we're not doing a talk stream. Hell no. <laughs> Listen, anytime you want to come on the show, bro, just let me know. Cause you didn't disappear from it. I know. I know you working hard. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. You writing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You directing. You you putting things together. And you moving. But anytime, listen. It's Sundays. Right. Sundays, seven p.m. is the regular show. Or whenever the Ravens play after the game, we hit that live stream. Let me know what you want to be a part of. Let me know if you just want to do some collab. Hey, we all can be there. Uh, Brodney wants to be down. We can include him as well. For sure. Uh, you know what I mean. I thank you for coming on. I appreciate you, Brian. Yo, you really be looking out too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Listen, I appreciate everybody that took the time out for this pop-up stream. It went way longer than I really expected. But, of course, when you have good conversation, you have good interaction with people, the time just seems to fly. You know, things, these things happen. Um, I'll see y'all maybe Sunday. I might have another special guest that was in the comments with me. You know, but we kind of like on, I think we're on two different coasts. You know what I'm saying? Not a problem, bro. Um, two different coasts, Modern Warfare 2. 
we might, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Now, if y'all want, if listen, if y'all want to get down with this Modern Warfare 2, we have a Discord, you know what I'm saying? Hit hit, hit the Patreon up, patreon.com mm -hmm. forward slash R-O-U-G. Join the Discord. You know, we hit together, do some gaming. Um, if not there, we go to Old Man Gamers. Shout out to Lunch Break Hot Take and Brodney. Make sure, <laughs> make sure we are trying to get Old Man Gamers up and running. Trying to revive it, you feel me? Everybody, go subscribe to Old Man Gamers, please. This please. is a petition to bring back the OMG channel. Yes, we need to get that on there. Listen, you I still need my Red Dead video. Friday, thank you, your video. <laughs> I never got a Red Dead video or an Elden Ring video. <laughs> wow, or a Bio Mutant video. That's wow. three. Wow, because I thought as a patron, we were supposed to get a video every month. Amen. What what Amen. what what, what, ha what happened with that? Uh, uh, uh. What happened? I thought it was supposed to be one every month. I did too. Agent, why you? Why you? Why you picking on Raven C, bro? Uh, yeah, Jose. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Is Fear yeah. Street even still on Netflix right now? <laughs> 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 Listen, y'all side, y'all sidetracking me. Yeah, you know I'm saying we try to get up out of here, but like I said, like I tell y'all all the time, oh, always think for yourself, never give in to conformity. Sure, yeah. Be your own person. Formulate your own opinions. Listen, we can always disagree, but as long as we can have respectful, intelligent conversations about it, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I can help you see something. You can help me see something. But as long as we're respectful, we can get something accomplished. And most importantly, remember. Be somebody important. Be yourself. Until next time. Yeah.